This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 57. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast, and welcome to 2020. I feel like it's a Barbara Walters special or something like that. I saw a meme right around the new year that uh, that popped up, and, and I couldn't help but laugh because... Uh, that was always around, and, and frankly, she was. I loved watching her. She was wonderful. Um, a lot of great uh, news stories and a great reporter, and so it was just kind of it was, it was funny and fitting that that was kind of the the start to the new year, if if it if it were, and you know, uh, it's just a lot of a lot of crazy going on as we lead into the new year. There's a lot of uh, of excitement, and we talk about floorball. A lot of people getting involved. Uh, a lot more talk and uh, I think general awareness about the sport and so today I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, kind of what's going on um, again as always my thoughts my feelings uh, kind of uh, things that I'm hearing seeing kind of formulating different ideas and you know I wrote, I wrote an article recently where I talk about um, the sport of floorball in particular to where it, it currently is and where it could be and the whole notion being around that as more people get involved in the sport they see the development they see the potential I mean, when you break down floorball as a whole there are a lot of uh, keys and, and components that it has that really make it a, a formidable force and it's gotten me thinking long term about development of sports and kind of where we're at, where it's going, uh, some of the trends that we're seeing, and also some of the things that sports are going to have to start to, if they're not already, and some are, address the shift in how people view view sports, participation in sports, costs, so on and so forth, and even just interest in sports. Um, and, and need to adapt or change or grow with it because things will not always stay the same. And so, you know, when I talk to a lot of people or, or we get people that get involved in the sport, a lot see the potential to it. There's so much potential to the sport. I can't talk enough about the potential that this sport has for uh, being a gateway to just getting more people involved and, and then flush that further and we talk about um you know semi-pro professional colleges kind of flushing the sport into kind of the mainstream and i feel like it needs to be said to a lot of people and i I try to do what i can um to bring a little bit of a reality check not to dispel or discourage um but I think there's a lot of reality with where we're currently at. And, you know, I think the truth is floorball will happen. It will grow. It will become um, mainstream at some point. I firmly believe that. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that that is the case. The reality is we have no idea when that will happen. And it, it certainly won't happen overnight. There are a number of hurdles that need to be... Uh, crossed and when you look at the development of a sport uh, it it's going to take time because people aren't just going to abandon everything that they're doing now to jump to this 
if they were we would see bigger push from that but we're not and i don't foresee that happening in the near future um i think there's the potential to it long term but you know a lot of people just see it and they go oh we're going to start a league and it's people are just going to flock to it because i see the value in this and it's fun and it's amazing so therefore other people will and frankly if you're doing that i hope that's the case in reality for every program that i've ever run usually it's not a home run and too many people are out there trying to hit that home run because they're not patient uh they either they're either not patient or they don't want to take the time to put in the effort to grind out the reality of it when you're building anything you need to build a solid foundation and personally and i will always say this it starts at the youth levels if we took everybody that was out there promoting the sport of floorball and actually and they actually did work as in they started teaching and they started uh, making a consistent effort in their in their area region state whatever it would grow and it would it would it would become this uh, incubator in each area to expand and expand and expand and expand now every area every city is vastly different from one to the other you know if you're living in a in an area that has 30,000 people uh, you're limited by just size space demand if you're living in an area that has a million people obviously your potential opportunities your potential market is significantly larger and that's one of the challenges depending on where you are of figuring out how how do you make it grow uh, to a certain point to build capacity and then go from there and it takes a lot of time um, i've been teaching classes in my local area in washington state uh, for over three years now and when i first started we were running three classes uh, which really ended up being more like two classes, uh, different age groups between seven and, and 11. And depending on the time of the year, we would get classes that had, um, you know, 16 to 23 kids. And you think some people might think that that's that's not good. Some people might think that's amazing. You know, again, whatever works for you, whatever your goals are in reality, go with that. Uh, I thought it was great, and I still think it's great. I'm happy to have those those kids. Then it became a consistency factor. I ran the same classes at the same day of the week on the same times, uh, and we just made that throughout the year. And we'd just do different six-week sessions and, and flush it out from there. It took about two years of consistent effort like that with similar numbers of anywhere from about 16 to 23 kids uh, every single session to build... A base after two years it started a league we did a three-on-three -three league we got about 16 kids success across the board in my mind getting it off the ground done uh, again continuing with the classes and now it's it's trying to figure out uh, the format what formats gonna work uh, this fall I did classes in the September October time frame when classes were done we did a league I didn't see more kids uh, when I did that necessarily. We did another 16 kids. Uh, again, awesome. I'll take 16 kids playing and having fun all day long. Um, so now it's for me, it's trying to figure out how do we continue to build capacity, build it and grow it and, and get it to that next level. And again, a lot of it is that consistency. 
it's being a voice it's being out there it's getting it into the community it's it's trying to be creative with some of that stuff but all of that takes time uh, i've been doing adult programming as well but it all takes time and i think there's there's not a naivety or naivety with it it's just I know people want the sport to be further along than it is. I want the sport to be further along than it is. Um, but it's just a reality that it's not. And the reality is it's going to take time. But we have to build it. We have to get it growing. If we were teaching kids, not, and I'm talking about let's get it into the, the PE classes and, and put the, owner, the onus on teachers to do this. I'm talking about people actually getting out there and figuring out how to start businesses or go and work and contract with, with local Parks and Rec and figure out how to make this work. And you get people that will come back and say, well, I don't know how to start a business. That's uh, pretty straightforward and I'm happy to like reach out to me. I'll help, I'll help you, I'll guide you along the way if you need, if you need it. Um, liability insurance is expensive. Sure, um, but it's a, one, it's a business expense, so it's a write-off. Two, um, break it down by how many kids you need and what price point you need in order to cover that. I pay for my liability insurance in September. It is paid for in September based on the classes that I'm running. So for the entire year, in a one six-week session, I have paid for that entire liability insurance, which allows me to do all the other things. It opens the door. So um, I would dispel some of that stuff too. But going forward, you know, we can't, we can't continue to look at the sport and say, why, why are we not there? Why is spike ball on ESPN and tens of thousands of people are, are in a tournament and playing? Why isn't floorball there yet? Um, there's a lot of bigger reasons to that. And, and people need to realize that and be okay with that, but have strategies in order to grow and build it from there to make it something that's bigger and better than what it currently is. And a lot of that comes down to um, just getting people aware the sport exists. Give them an opportunity to get their hands on it and try it. Have it have a similar language. I mean, a lot of people in the hockey world they look at the sport and they say it's it's ball hockey, it's street hockey, it's this and that. You know, whatever you want to call it in the beginning that gets you excited about it, great. But in reality, the sport is floorball. It's not unihockey, it's not uniball, it's not this or that. The, 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 the general verbiage is floorball. Um, and we need to have a, that consistency be, because there is that confusion in it. Um, but we can't compare where floorball is and, and all the components to it and then say, well, well, what about soccer? Why is floorball not bigger or as big as soccer is within the youth? And a lot of people forget that soccer is is not fully mainstream in the way that that uh, that people think it is, at least in the U.S. And in order to do that, it was it's taken about thirty plus years to get to this point now, where you have all these other things. Um, I mean, when floorball, when soccer started, it was. You know, it was the local, it was the grassroots, it was people volunteering, it was people that were, were coaching and working and building and, and all these other things. 
sacrificing and taking the time out of their their time to do that those things and to teach kids and to create opportunities and costs were much lower and, and you know start checking off the boxes um, and that's what we need uh, and there are a lot of people out there and for anybody that's out there doing it I tip my hat to you because you are needed uh, and, and appreciated and if no one's gonna say it I'm saying it thank you uh, I, don't, I don't care if, if it's uh, you know what you're doing whether you're starting a business um, whether you're you're out there coaching or you're teaching or giving of your time uh, you're, you're being the, the driving force to that uh, congrats to you because you're you're doing the work that people aren't aren't doing um, but we need people to do and so if if, you, if that's something you want to get involved in figure figure out uh, who's in your area and start helping them because I'm sure they would love to have more support to be able to do more to grow it to build it to get it to that, that next level uh, it can't be all one person uh, and in order to grow it, got to have so many more people involved to, to, to get it to a point where it can actually become bigger than what it is now. Um, but you got to have the right the right mindset for it, um, and you got to got to leave the egos at the door, um, which again is a hard hard component to do. Um, but there is so much to this sport, and there's so much excitement to it, and there's so much potential to it. And I hope that as people see it. They want to learn and dive in and grow with it and, and, and really become, you know, knowledgeable about what the sport is and why it's different and how to make those impacts and then figure out positive strategies to get it to that next level. Um, you know, I've been trying to do that. I, I feel like I've, I've shown that proof of concept uh, very successfully. I'm working on, you know, the classes that I'm having you know, in, the, in a couple of days, um, you know, we've got 30 plus kids as most kids I've ever seen through my programs in one time. And that is really exciting. And now that I've done it for so long, we've got, I've got a new problem. How do I continue the age groups and get more kids involved and, and make sure that the kids that have gone through my program for the last three years have opportunities to continue to play. Uh, so there's a lot to continue to, to flush out and, and it, you know, while some people may think, oh, I, I need to move on to the next major city near me and start programs there. I still have so much work in my general area to, to grow it and build it and, and to make it uh, what it could be. Uh, that, that That's where I, I need to spend that time with and, and need to find and, and cultivate and, and get more people involved in that process. So, um, you know, this is a little bit longer than what I try to usually talk about as far as uh topics but this is something i'm really passionate about and i think it's something that needs to be said i feel like i'm one of the few people out there right now that's that's saying some of this stuff um and i know i know there's more people out there so um you know keep up the good fight keep working keep pushing and you know we're going to get this thing to where it needs to be it's just you know may not happen in our lifetime i mean i would love to see it become uh, something of a force in my lifetime, but I know that in reality that may or may not be the case. I may not see that, but I can see the end game of where it is. I know a lot of people can see that, but how are we going to get to that end game? How are we going to get it to that point? And, you know, I think different strategies are going to fizzle out. Um, I think a lot of people that are trying to get into the sport are going to see that they want to see the quick turnaround. And then we're not going to see them uh, after a while because they're going to run into a lot of those hurdles because they haven't you know, haven't set up that foundation to, to become successful in the long term that that's going to fizzle out. Um, so, you know, if you have have 
interest in this sport, you want to grow it, you, you need some feedback, you're just kind of curious to have more questions, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I love uh, that adding the podcast has opened up uh, a broader worldwide audience. So for everybody around the world, uh, I, I wish you a happy new year in 2020. Excited for what's coming down the, the pipe for floorball for this year. And more importantly, keep floorballing. And make sure to check out my website, www.floorballguru.com.